Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back. Another week, another Cincy Brewcast. It is, uh, depending on when you're listening, it's either uh, like right after we did the show, not live, because Facebook sucks, um, or like really far into the future. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay. I was <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not, I can't hear myself. <laughs> it's... it's it, it, Normally, if the time shift is only like a week or so, it's easy to kind of pretend like it's the same time when people are listening. Right. But um, this is gonna be it's gonna be like two very different groups of people listening to the show. Yeah. So some of you get to hear us taste a beer that's like coming out this weekend. Mm. Some of you get to taste hear us taste a beer that's coming out what tomorrow? Tomorrow from? five. Um, yeah. The rest well, of you, this is, it's all in the past. Yeah, you'll, you'll <laughs> some have, of you, hopefully you'll have tried Some of it. you can go and run down the street side and probably still try some of theirs. Yeah. Um, the Urban Artifact one, you're probably uh, SLL. Yeah, probably for sure. Sold out that day. So um, shame on you for not <clears throat> listening that night when it was on Facebook. <laughs> um, so this is a kind of a last minute show. We have little to no actual topic that we know we need to cover. We're just going to kind of make it up as we go along. Um, we're going to drink some beer and talk mm-hmm. about what you guys have going on at Streetside, which um, seems like we could probably do a show with you every three weeks or so and have a completely new set of topics that uh, is, is happening with you guys. Yeah, so we, yeah depending on the depending on the week in the month and we're, what's we're, going on we're just coming yeah. off of um your second bottle release your first yeah um your first sour bottle release first the, sour, yeah. all in the family which is safely stored away in my beer cellar and i was in there the other night kind of um updating the stuff on the list and it was taunting my name and calling me <laughs> and i'm like no i can't do it yet i can't do it i'm actually um thinking about venturing out to one of the places that did get some yeah and grabbing some more bottles because yeah, yeah. it's so fantastic if um well, I mean, if you're listening way in the future, if you're that crowd, it's probably all gone. You can't get any if you're listening tonight. There's still a little bit left in the tap room. Three, um, two cases. And uh, so. Cappy's got some if they still have it. BC's yep. got some. Yep. Higher Gravity Grabby. got some. And there's somebody in Dayton, too. Uh, uh, Barrel House up in Dayton. So if if you're still searching, it's still around if you listen tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I hope yeah, you know. I was going to say, if you're looking out at, like, not at Streetside, you... You're, it's going to be hard to get it because it, no one, no one got more than a case. So there's not a whole lot out there, um, and which is, I mean, that's good. That's, that's good. I mean, we want we want people to we want people to go and get it. Well, so. and, and this is not the the last of the barrel aged beers that you're going people are going to see from you guys, even, right. you know, from the right. sour side. It's just a matter of kind of when, I guess is the, the best way. Right. To so no, we, yeah. And I, I guess last time we talked, we didn't have, we didn't have anything else in the funk tank. So we've got, now we've got, um, apricot on the family, which we think is done ish fermenting. Now we just need to condition it a little bit and then we'll bottle it up. So that's closer than, the distant future that's yeah that's uh, foreseeable future so we set out like a calendar and and uh, a couple months ago and we think i don't know i'm p- pretty confident we'll we'll be um on on target roughly within Ish. probably a month of e- of each one <laughs> but yeah we've got saison in the in the tank in the funk tank one we've got apricot on the family in funk tank two saison um We'll see what happens. It's it's like not cleaning up very well, so 
There's a lot of THP, and we're sitting there. THP. THP. So THP is like a dirty Cheerio flavor. Um, it's a byproduct of Brett. Um, and it wasn't it just it's taking forever to clean dirty up. Dirty Cheerio. Flavor. Yeah, that's that's my descriptor. <laughs> not it's that's not everybody. I, it's so. Some people say it's Captain Crunch. Some people say it's um, wheat thin Triscuit. I guess. Um, some people don't mind it. Some people uh, do. Now, now I'm thinking back to all of the beers that yeah, I tasted. I'm like, this tastes pro- like cereal. Yeah, you, yeah. It's a, it's a. Hmm. I used to think. Well, back, back when I really first started experimenting with with Berliners and Gozes and kettle sours and all that, I used to get a lot more. Um, I used to think it was a byproduct of the white white wheat, which is basically the it's the fifty percent of the malt bill on on any Berliner Goza, and we. Uh, I used to think it was that, and the the more Luke and I explored the, well, we figured out it was THB and it's, huh. it's, I don't like it very much. I, I I know Luke doesn't like it. It's definitely an off flavor. So the, we got to let it clean up and it's on its way. Is that something that ferments out or can yeah, ferment out? I guess out? it's like a, I'm not a biologist or a chemist or whatever, but I believe it's a reuptake into the, the Brett wool reabsorb it i guess is like the most layman term and that's how that's how it precipitates out it's that's just a funny. reuptake into the cell well we always hear the brett eats everything maybe. yes exactly <laughs> and that's i think that's it i honestly luke is the as the thp expert so you'd have to ask him but um yeah i think i from my understanding that was what that's how it cleans up so hopefully that i mean if that is if that cleans up, it will be ready in a month or two. So it's it's very possible that when the second crowd of people is hearing this show, yeah, they might know I mean, something. About yeah, it. the, the bottles may have may, it may have been bottled. Well, I think we're I think we're trying it tomorrow to make the final decision if it's going to get dumped or not. So and what about can releases? Is there anything on the uh, the horizon for that? Yeah. So hashtag blessed, which is releasing tomorrow. For the people that are listening to this live <laughs> on December fourteenth, not not live, slightly delayed, slightly, slightly delayed. Um, this will we're re- we're doing a canning release on. Um, oh shoot, I should probably pull up my calendar. Sorry, everyone, this is terrible radio. Um, oh my god, uh, the twentieth, Saturday. January twentieth, we will be doing a can release. Well, so that works out for both crowds then. Yes, the people. So yeah, so there's there, yeah, there's package there's package releases for anyone who's listening. So <laughs> there's packaging for all. Yeah. Um, let's drink some beer. Let's sure. um, uh, let, let's start with yours. We'll get to the the urban art okay. or the uh, we don't have the urban artifact out yet. We've got Braxton sitting out here on the table, which can probably get a little warm. So, um, what did well? No, wait, we got to do this part first. From the beer fridge. It's a very important thing to play so that people know that we're drinking beer. Right. Because right. otherwise, of course, we're not drinking beer when that yeah, doesn't play. Yep. Um, what'd you bring? So this is hashtag blessed. It's off of the bright tank. We just transferred it in today. Uh, we'll keg it up tomorrow. So it'll be, like I said, released. Um, so... Never mind that you're pouring into a devil's backbone taster. Oh, that's I right. got those free. Yeah. Well, free stuff is good. There's nothing wrong with free stuff. So this is hopped Vic Secret and a little bit of Citra. Is that what yeah. I read? Which uh, when we say a little bit of Citra, there's still a lot of Citra in there. It's just, it's, 
like are compared to the house compared to the Vic secret less. Yes. So in proportion, it's a little bit, uh, in, in totality. It's, I mean, it's still a lot of hops, but like I said, very fresh. And if anybody doesn't, is New England IPA. I don't know if yeah. people on the video can probably tell just by looking at it in the glass. But mm-hmm. um, the yes, I should have said that. Hash, the, hashtag blessed New England IPA with Australian Vic Seagra and Citra. <laughs> uh, the the description on um, on the, the Facebook post today was um, bringing together a revelrous jubilee of sticky mm. tropical aromatics of caramelized pineapple and pina coladas with light dankness. Yep. Finishing off with a silky mouthfeel and a creamy finish. Yep. And that nails it. Yeah. It's <laughs> um I like the uh um the caramelized pineapple mm-hmm. descriptor because I definitely get that after you say it. Um super tropical. Um f- for this time of year when that weather you get those days where it just hurts to be outside. It's right. nice to come inside and crank on the heat and have right. something that makes you think it's summertime. Yeah. It's um the the Vic Secret we had this discussion at the brewery, and Vic Secret is uh, Galaxy's little brother, um, and it's supposed to be more subdued. But honestly, like the more the more I drink this, the more I think I might prefer Vic Secret to Galaxy. Galaxy is one of the more sought after Australian hops, the most sought after, well, one of, one of two most sought after Australian hops, and I think for my money, Vic Secret is better this uh, is this is really this reminds me of a tiki cocktail like yeah it, it's it, yeah it's very it's very 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 much like a just straight tropical like unidentifiable trop- tropical fruit drink like i really do feel like you could pour this in a glass in a cocktail bar mm-hmm. and hand it to somebody and say oh here's this you know here's this this drink i, I sure. made up and they like oh yeah, this is a great cocktail yeah. you know what's in it and it's like, well it's beer yeah <laughs> you know, like right, you could right, actually right. like blow some people's minds mm-hmm. with this this is great yeah i'm i this might be a, my favorite New England that we've done. Um, so is always like always up there, but um, it's it was fun to play around with this a little bit and the the Australian getting to use Australian hops is cool and well we, it's 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 really neat to me to see. There's a lot of New England IPAs in in Cincinnati mm-hmm. at this point. Um, it's neat to see that even within that space of. New England IPAs, how varied everything still is, and there's there there hasn't been anything like this done yet. There right. hasn't been anything like Sa done yet. You know, right. it, they're they're all still very unique. And well, there's one of the nice things about IPAs and New England IPAs in general is that there's still a lot of hop combinations that people haven't tried yet. Now, not every hop combination is gonna be good, uh, but there's there's so much that you can do to try to bring out different flavors. And right. I think this is, we were going for tropical citrus fruit and that's kind of what we got. So, so how do you, when you guys are sitting there trying to decide what to brew next, how do you make that decision of putting some other hops together and trying to create something new versus revisiting, <clears throat> revisiting Subra or um, when the time comes revisiting this or, right. well, and know. honestly, this almost did get, to this almost was so because i was just we're sitting there and we're like oh i don't know i don't really want to do like the whole redo the label and get right. everything done and all that all that um and uh whatever it just i just kind of sucked it up and just decided <laughs> we were gonna do it. we were gonna brew the beer anyway because it's always good to have to try out new things um 
most of our experimentation is Luke homebrewing. Um, he just did one recently um, that will hopefully be a production badge. We need to try it. Um, but a lot of it's just experimentation on the, on the small scale of 15 gallons because that's, we can generally replicate our processes. So we might as well just do it small, make sure it tastes good. And then that's how, that's how milkshake was. Um, we're actually doing BC's, uh, Caleb's, um, wedding beer, which I don't know. Sorry, Caleb. I don't know if you want me to tell you about that, but, um, and we just brewed that on a small scale, um, just to see it and make sure it was, we wanted to make sure it tastes good, obviously. Um, and, uh, so, I mean, that's a lot of the, a lot of the, I think a lot of our best beers come from that small 15 gallon system that is well, Luke's. And when first. you talk about, you know, especially a style like this where it is so much about the hops and that hop combination and, um, it seems like something that will lend itself really well to batching in small batches yeah, and trying sure. to kind of play around with those sure. things and um, less so than something that is going, I mean, not that this doesn't vary a lot from the small scale to the right. big scale, but you're, if you're focusing in on those hop combinations, as far as um, the, the test goes, I think that it, it lends itself really well to that. Too. Yeah. I think honestly, I, I think, I, I don't think there's any beer that, I don't think there's any brewery or beer that cannot be, that shouldn't be test batch first, but like sometimes you just don't have the time. Right. Sometimes you just don't have the energy, whatever. You don't know that you don't want to spend the time because it's the same amount of work for, it's the same amount of time investment, whether it's 15 gallons or whether it's 60 gallons right. or 60 barrels. Sorry. Um, it's, you've still got the same amount of time that you have to spend mash. I mean, transfer obviously takes a little bit less time, but it's there's a little bit of money difference involved though, also if, that, if but, something doesn't turn right. out but it's it's one of those things where you, at some point sometimes you just got trust that you know what you're doing and hope that like you can kind has, of do it on the fly and make sure it's good has there been something that you guys thought was going to be something and you went and test batched it and you're like oh this just does not turn out yeah <laughs> it wasn't our last head. last fall we had a we had like four straight test batches that were just garbage i mean they were terrible um, undrinkable dreck. Um, and they, I, I want to revisit them, but that it's another thing where it's time, time. And right, I, right. Now this, especially right now, especially now you can put a batch of sub raw together. Right, and, right, right. And it's going to be fantastic. Right. Well, and winter time is winter time is test batching season because that's really, it's we're slower in the brewery. Um, we've got a lot more time. Um, it's we're doing a lot of our barrel age stuff so we've got a little bit more time to mess around and play around and we're not cleaning tanks constantly so um we we do test batch a lot more in winter which is why last winter we had so many garbage beers come out <laughs> but they were i mean they were good learning experiences i think i i don't, honestly I, it's been so long and they were they're just not even in my brain anymore like i just i remember a couple of them one was an american strong ale and you just just dump it and get on with it. <clears throat> what interests me, I mean, there's a lot of things that interest me about you guys, but when you walk into the tap room, it seems like there's always an extremely varied tap list up there on the wall. You know, you've got the, the New England thing going, you've got the sour thing going, you've got this big barrel-aged imperial stout that you guys knocked out of the park, and then you've got, you'll have 
you know, I think there's an, what, an English Amber or something there up there is, right now. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, you know, straight up just normal American IPAs up, mm-hmm. you know, there's all kinds of different things. How do you kind of, how do you make that decision of here's where we're going to kind of push this week? Here's where we're not, you know, is it driven by other places? No, I mean, some of his, some of those beers that you see, especially the lower ABV ones, are beers that we use to prop up our yeast. Uh-huh. The or if we just needed something, we need to brew something. I, I'm trying to think. Of, the English amber was like we. It's English in the way that like it's a recipe from England that I use. That it's a. I mean, it's probably a centuries-old recipe from. Dixons. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of them, but, um, and we, I mean, we used our American hail strain on it and just fermented a little bit warmer, which is cheating, but we also tried to stick as much to everything else English on it. I mean, it's an ESB is what that style is. We just call it an English style amber because most people don't know what an ESB is. So it's right. easier just to call it something else. Well, and you, you put ESB on there and say, this is an English bitter. And people's people heads think, go yeah, one people, place. Yeah, and, people don't understand that it's like it's not. A, it's just it's a very mild amber beer. Um, yeah, if you, I mean, if you look at it, some of the lower ABV stuff is prop up beers. I've been wanting to do that like standard American. It's called Heart Squared. If you're listening, well, and we should have it for a while, so you guys in the future might still be able to try it. Um, it's very standard. It's it's um, very standard American ale or American IPA, excuse me. Um, and it, it's been something I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, too hard, got myself and a lot of people into, um, into craft beer and that, that's our, our homage to it. Right. Um, so we wanted to just do something a little bit different. We're not, we don't use Centennial and all the, Classic. So it's it's not meant to be a clone of Too Hard. No, it, I mean it tastes like Too Hard, but it's not exactly a clone. There's um, a couple f- big differences. The malt malt combination is mostly the mostly the big difference. We didn't use any like caramel or any of that. Um, I think it's all pale malt and maybe a little bit of wheat. So it's not it's not intended to be a clone. As opposed, there's the hopping rate is somewhat clone ish, right? But it definitely, I mean, it was more meant to be. Thank you, an, thank you, too hearted for an homage. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And some thank you, too hearted for like, or thank you, Bells for doing this beer. This is this is what got a lot of people into it, and we wanted to remind people that too hard still good beer, and it that that combination is still a good combination. Yeah, like, I, ha- I hadn't had too hearted for a long time, and was out at. Oh, I can't remember where I was now. And somebody was sampling a bunch of Bell's beers and mm-hmm. it's probably Oberon season, you know, yeah. so they were pushing that. But one of the samples was, was too hearted. And mm-hmm. I, I forgot, I forgot how good a couple of those beers were. Yep. The Oarsman and the, the two hearted. And I think I went out that next day and bought a couple of six packs. Yeah. The sampling, I guess worked. But. During the, I mean, during the summer, for whatever reason, I drink it almost exclusively during the summer, but I drink, I drink a lot too hard during the summer and it's always nice to, it's always nice to brew something that you've been drinking, like that tastes like something that you've been drinking for a long time. So I'm well, t- what twenty eight now. So I've been drinking too hard for I don't know 
Exactly seven a while, years. A while. <laughs> yeah, six, seven years on the dot. <laughs> well, there's, there's something to be said about beers like that that are people's go-to beers. Yeah. I think this concept of a go-to beer has gotten lost mm-hmm. in this weird world of craft beer where things are just changing, changing, changing. Everybody yeah. wants something new and something exciting. And, right, right. Um, for sure. It's, it, it's nice to have something, even if that beer does not become the the go-to beer for people it's nice right. to say hey remember these beers yeah. and you know that's that, so again that salute to it right. it's nice yeah completely other end of the spectrum um uh this was from dark charge day so this is the braxton labs variant of dark charge which i had on tap and um probably going to kick myself for opening my bottle so soon i always do but this was one of the ones that went pretty quick um there's probably a lot of people that didn't get a hold of this, and I'm sorry that I got mine and you didn't, but you can drink vicariously through me. So this is Dark Charge. I'm reading it. I do know what's in it. but um, It was then re-fermented on grape must yep, and then aged must. again in, uh, in Pinot barrels. Yep. So it spent time in bourbon barrels, went to the grape must, then went to the, the Pinot barrel. So it's... Kind of whiny, I it guess. Definitely, yeah, I mean, it's it's um, kind of like a chocolate-covered raisin. It's good. I, a, I'm, I'm really enjoying that. I, I haven't been busy, um, as most brewers and everyone is. I haven't gotten to Braxton Labs quite as much as I want to, but this is delicious. That's That's what's fun to me about these studio shows, too, is that... I can have some of you guys mm. onto the show and say, yeah, you know, it's, it's great when we go to your place and drink all of your right. beers, but here, you know, try this too right. and, 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 and look at this and get those gears kind of right. taken right, in other right, directions right. that yep. might not be going. Well, and this is one of the things I really liked about uh, Braxton's Dark Charge and Dark, Dark Charge Day and all that was uh, just how many variants they did. I loved mm-hmm. it. was, you really get to see a, how one base beer can really be like tweaked and made into wholly new things by just adding a couple things, which is something like you would think is you'd think is like an easy process, but really like the the work that goes into tasting it and just like I mean just barely over adding something can right. really really I mean mess up the beer. Um, I would love to sit in some of those meetings too, where they, especially with something like dark charge, where you know, you're going to have a lot of variants. Mm -hmm. So just the amount of ideas that people are throwing out, I just want to see that list. It's a ton of work we were doing. I mean, we, we were doing it today for, um, lucky turtles getting a barrel aged beer from us. It's, we did three kegs of it It was our barrel. Number one, we were trying to figure out how we're going to vary in it for them and figure out what we were going to do for us and all that. And it takes, I mean, it takes time and it takes, it's not like it's, it's an enjoyable process, but like when you're sitting there and you're like, Oh God, like, I don't know what else to do. Like we're sitting there and we're like cinnamon and, and like vanilla. And how are we gonna, I mean, well, that's, that's what's so neat about this one too for me is that I don't know how you come up with this idea. I don't yeah. know where it comes from. I don't know how somebody snatched it out of that ether, but it turned out fantastic. Right, I, I just, I, yeah. I don't know that Genesis of that idea. And I, um, I probably should talk to them and get that whole story of where it came from. It's also what's neat about the whole Braxton Labs idea is that it is this place that's designed to just try things and For kind sure. of yeah. think a little differently. And um, 
this is right up there on my list as far as the uh, the variants go this year. I still think the s'mores one kind of knocked it out of the park for me. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had. Uh, I unfortunately have not had. I didn't get to try any of them. No. I was I was busy, but they're all sitting right I there. Know, my saw, wife I... would my wife would kill me if I opened the s'mores yeah, without her. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> the um, the, uh, the s'mores turned out fantastic. The uh, cherry vanilla is really good. Um, cherry is one of those flavors. When I see it in a beer, I kind of get a little nervous. Right, and it, right. Know, the whole cough syrup I mean, thing. Yeah, they can be very medicinal. And um, they, they did the the way they put the vanilla in there kind of turned it into something else. Same as um, talking about Urban Artifact, who we'll t- drink here in a second. Um, they're releasing the cherry pie mm-hmm. on Saturday, depending on when you're listening. Right. <laughs> um, and it, uh, it it it's fantastic the way that the cherry is incorporated into the beer. I don't know. How much of that is real cherry versus, um, you know, extracts and flavorings and how much that plays into right. it. I, I'm sure there's a whole rabbit hole you can go down with well, some of that stuff and how it tastes. Yeah. One of the things that, like, for us, vanilla is, like, the cover of all evil. Like, it, it like, you add vanilla to a beer, it's probably going to be good. It's right. weird. It's, like, it, it can be almost it, anything. It rounds things out? Is that yeah. a good well, way to put it? the, my... I know I don't I don't want to speak for Brett, but Brett and I have both said the same thing, separate of each other. Um, but it adds this perceived sweetness that really like can make can make all the difference in the world. We we touched on it a little bit, so that was depending on when you're listening. That was <laughs> yeah. was yeah. last week's show. So if you're listening to this way before the show posts, it's this week's show. Yeah, the I don't have calendar in front of me. The uh, what is today? The, the 14th, 14th yeah. 15th would be Friday, 16th, Saturday, 17th, so the 18th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so go back to December 18th. I think it's like episode 24 if you're in the future. And we 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 talked to Urban Artifact kind of about some of those decisions and why they do things the way they do. And uh, I think vanilla definitely came up at some point. Yeah. I mean, and they, they use a lot of vanilla, and it's one of those things where a lot – I think it's a – you see it in a lot of beers, but I don't think you under. I don't think I, I. It's like an overrated and underrated ingredient at the same time. Where like I don't think that I think it could be used so much more, and yet, like when it's used, you're like, wow, this is like. There's a reason that there's vanilla in this. I think um, I don't know if we were on the air at the time or not, but he gave us a an actual number of how much vanilla they order. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, I, I I, I'm I pretty imagine. sure they add it in every single one of their beers to some degree, some way more than others. Yeah, um, and well, I know, yeah, I know, I was, I know, Chariot has it. That's it, and I, I'm pretty sure Key Punch has it too. So yeah. that's, I mean, yeah. those are two, those two, their seasonals. They, <laughs> they get vanilla, <laughs> right? Can't imagine in their system. I cannot imagine how much it really is. It's well, it, it, yeah, it, and all whole vanilla beans that needs. Oh yeah, and needs. oh yeah. I was, I was there one day after. <laughs> the water fest and they were cutting them up and slice them out and all that I like, <laughs> when, I, when i was walking out the door the other night I, you know just casually i just said hey but you know brad if you guys ever need my help for anything let me know and he's like really and i said yeah yeah totally and he's like oh great i got walnuts coming in <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know uh, you, they're not, not that type jo- of, not that they're, type of <laughs> <laughs> they're not joking when they yeah. uh when they talk about using like fresh oh, yeah. whole oh, yeah. ingredients that that place i think there was a picture, probably one of the first years of of Key Punch, that um, one of them posted on Twitter or 
Instagram or one of those places of the floor just littered with, oh, yeah. you know, all these uh, key limes and it, you know. It, oh, I think I remember that picture. It, it, every time they pick, post a picture, they're spent for it. It's always like, it's an eye catching it, thing. It's it's a lot. They they do a lot. It's it's a neat place. Um, actually, let's take a break, and when we come back, that's what we'll drink. We'll drink some Urban Artifact because. Um, I'm sitting on some mole milkman, which I'm extremely curious about. The the mole, which the animal on the label of the mole is a little mole. And I uh, <laughs> I think that's brilliant. So we'll try it in just a second. We'll be back. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. There's no need to be up tight. Beer, <laughs> beer is about having fun. The dream, the dream is definitely the fact that we went from homebrewing in a garage to where we are today, right? That is, that is the dream. Where we go from here, we're gonna, we're gonna continue to figure out as we grow. Uh, we, uh, and we don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Can you have more fun with your clothes on? I don't think so. <laughs> Listen to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamel Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Missable Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Stokes from Cincy Brew Bus. Cincinnati's craft beer scene is growing, and we want to take you to those locations. Here at Cincy Brew Bus, we love to introduce people to craft beer here locally in Cincinnati. We have an amazing craft beer scene. We have lots of routes to choose from and a lot of different places we can visit. Cincy Brew Bus is Cincinnati's premier and original craft brewery tour. We're the number one rated tour for breweries on TripAdvisor. We're the number one rated food and drink experience on TripAdvisor. And we're also the number two total tour overall on TripAdvisor here for Cincinnati. At Cincy Brew Bus, we provide a VIP tour experience for the novice and for the expert craft beer drinker. We like to take you out, show you how the beer is made, tell you about Cincinnati's rich brewing history, and at the same time, have fun, do some trivia, and drink some locally made fresh craft beer. I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest to be harvested. They're all out there and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, Yeah, I used to drink that craft beer crap. But I <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You're listening to Cincy Broadcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. 
uh, we are time shifting. We are just traveling through time. Um, I don't know who you are or what time you live in, but um, we're drinking some beer. We are drinking some beer that has not been released yet, unless you're in the future that it has and you missed it. So sorry. Um, I'm going to try to, I think what I've decided is I'm going to put some video clips up tonight and maybe tomorrow. So to kind of give people some, some hints about the release this weekend. So before we drink the beer, let's talk about that. Let's talk about urban artifact doing their second spontaneously fermented beer bottle release. The, uh, Pteranodon, mm. which I did get to try the other night too, and is fantastic. Um, I'm not, I, I've always said I don't like peaches, and I'm starting to think that maybe I do like peaches and just didn't know I liked peaches because it's fantastic. It do you just, not like it, peaches and beer? Or do you not like peaches and beer? I don't know. I, I'm, uh, my mind, I, 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 I don't know anymore because I loved Love Letter and I love this Pteranodon. Both of them use peaches, so maybe I just maybe you like peaches. need my peaches and my beer. I guess. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's an amazing beer. So, Get there, get in line. Um, I don't think I'm supposed to say that they're planning some really special stuff for people in line, but they're kind of changing their uh, their whole thought of what a line share is and why people line up for beer. And yeah. I think they're I think they said that they're going to have some live music. I think they've told people that, and um, it's going to be a whole kind of event. So yeah. get there, line up the uh, even if you don't get the the Dino beer, they've got the uh, the, the cherry pie and. Uh, of course, all the milkman variants, which we're milkman drinking we're drinking. I already had a sip. Um, the Molly milkman. What'd you think? It's very nutty. It's like a it's like a uh, chocolate covered nutter butter. I love it. Which is I don't know if that was what they were going for, but that's what I'm tasting, guys. Sorry. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's very interesting. Yeah. So there is like a like a nutty thing going on. So there. Um, I don't get a lot of the peppers. No, but that's, I mean, that's not necessary. Honestly, like, I don't know if you, uh, you on last Saturday, this is, wow, we are just jumping back and forth. <laughs> that's what uh, we do. But last Saturday we still had some of the Mexican hot chocolate on that we made, um, at Streetside. <laughs> just in case anybody doesn't know who I am and where, <laughs> where I'm from. Did, did we actually introduce you? I don't think you? we did. I've been oh, thinking about man. that. Like, shit, did we uh-huh. actually even say who I am? <laughs> It's well, just a mystery we'll, voice. We'll just edit it in. <laughs> We're now joined by Garrett Hickey from Streetside Brew. <laughs> there you go. It, Halfway mean, through. The, the brewcast is not about being professional or organized. And or... I'm not even worried about because the, <laughs> the more I remain in the in the background, the better. Well, you, you do kind of move into a new category now. I think tonight is probably like your sixth appearance somewhere around there. Uh, which, it's my, it's which, my sixth. It's my fourth. Is it? It's my fourth. I that, did them for... That's there wild. is no way. Braxton, uh, hang on, Braxton hang on. really early on. Hang on, hang on. Pull, I'm going to pull up the actual list. I was getting ready to pull up the, uh, oh, okay. the stuff the, for the, the stat list. Um, hang on. Hang on you make me sound like a podcast whore. I don't... No, I... Yeah, it might be... Four. Maybe... No, today would be five. Five. Um, Man. so Braxton holiday extravaganza. Yep. That was like, then see I my, was... my notes on your page are terrible. It just says, um, the episode number and yeah. then it says street side brewing. So it doesn't tell me what the actual episode is. Okay. <laughs> um, that was, that was street side around Christmas time. So that was yep, the that getting was... to know you street side yep. episode. Then the sub oh, raw release. That was the one I wasn't counting. Okay. And then I forgot about that the one. anniversary and yep. then tonight. So yep. you're, you're number five. So that's still puts you into a category of there's probably only been there's probably been less than 10 people that have been on the show that so you are you get a gold jacket 
Um, they're on back order though. Um, there are no actual gold jackets yet. We've been promising gold jackets for a long time. You are not the most appearances. If that makes you feel better That's, or worse, I, mean, I, um, I think we have maybe one or two people that have broken the double digits at this point. Who's I got? Um, I got no. Evan, Evan Rouse has okay. definitely been on the most. Okay, um, and then. Probably Eric from Darkness is probably right up there too. Maybe Andy from Alexandria has been on a lot. Um, so yeah, friends yeah. of the show. Yeah, exactly. Hang on, I'm going to pull up this uh, release for Urban because uh, I want to see the other flavors. I'm almost, I'm almost wondering uh, if this is uh, not uh, the mole because uh, I'm not getting any peppers. Well, well, before I notice it, whatever the last tangent piece that we just went through. Um, we did a Mexican hot chocolate and we didn't heat or getting pepper into beer is, I don't know. It's, it's, it's difficult and it's not difficult. Like you can really, you could, you can really just like make sure you get it and throw in the boil and throw a lot in and throw super hot peppers in and make sure you get it. Or you can like try to go a little bit more restrained and that's difficult. The restrained portion is difficult. Excuse me. Okay. So, the mole is ancho chili peppers, cocoa nibs, orange peel, star anise, more cinnamon. Hmm. I don't taste cinnamon. I'm not getting... What was... I might be wrong. I don't know. I don't want to... So there's, there's also milk and cookies, which is granola, walnuts, almonds, more cinnamon, and vanilla beans. Okay, I'm kind of thinking this... this and there be. is mocha espresso, which is an extra shot of coffee, double shot of chocolate breakfast sausage it's not that one smoked no. smoked chipotle sage uh, caraway and fennel one. and that then the, the pastry stout which is just double the vanilla and cinnamon i'm thinking this might be milk and cookies it because, might be because i don't know i don't know guys i'm sorry i can't identify your beer i well, I, I could have sworn they told me it was the mole and this does not taste like mole to me it's really and i don't want to i don't want people to think this is not good it's a fantastic no, it's beer it's actually really really good i i was expecting in my head that Big, so going to back to dark charge the, a little the, bit more now that's heating up so the mole up. from last year's dark charge i hated when i tried it on dark charge day there's too much heat it wasn't hot but there was too much heat for what i wanted sure it took a little while for the bottle to kind of even out for me um this year's i liked a lot better because it didn't have that that big pepper punch right, right at the beginning i don't like peppers in my beer typically right so that's what i was fearing with this one is that there was right. going to you know, big fresh pepper punch, and I'm not getting that. So I guess it's it's mole as opposed to I don't know. Well, there's I mean, I there, I, it's there's a label. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's this files on label for everyone. There is. We should just we should try to hook the phone up and call Brett on the air. <laughs> Brett, he probably what, the, he's what probably, the hell is this beer? What's today? It's Thursday. He's probably busy. I guess he, they're always busy before they're. I've, they well, especially since there were no labels on these yeah. yet, and I imagine that they are either coming in today or tomorrow. Uh, yeah, they there's there's a lot to, to be done. Yeah, um, but regardless, this beer it does taste nutty. It tastes um, and see now in my head I'm thinking cookie. It tastes kind of cookie like. Yeah. It's yeah. it's man, it's good. Yeah, the the milkman just by itself was a like a really heavy. Did you try just the regular? I didn't try. I didn't try really heavy like almost so i had some people over last week and we drank a bunch of milkman and there was a can left sitting on the bar and the next day i came down and 
And I picked up the can and I'm like, man, this is heavy. And I went to dump it out and there was nothing coming out. So I rinsed some hot water on it and dumped it out. And it was this big, you know, glob of uh, maple syrup. Mm. And like, it's, so it's just, it's a big, heavy kind of beer. And this is still big and thick and heavy, but it tastes uh, very dessert-like yeah, almost. Sure. Like it, 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 I like this better than I like the, the, the base beer, I think. It's, it's, it's good. I'm going to let one up, Tad, while I'm. Yeah, I wonder if you get more peppers. Yeah, I don't. It's like I was saying. It's we're trying to perfect our Mexican hot chocolate stout right now. Um, it's it's a hard one. To, it's just hard to do because you never know. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting a little pepper now. Right. It's so because it's the same thing with hops. So the habaneros are a crop. They vary from year to year. You never know what you're going to get. Well, so, even in the same batch. Right. I mean. So that's like, it's always, it's like for us, like, oh, shoot, I just punched the table. That's all right. Um, we got good mic stands. You. There's no, no connection. <laughs> like you can make all kinds of noise <laughs> no. and nobody can hear it. Um, but the, it's, it's, you've got, you've got so many, you've got so many variables with this Mexican hot chocolate style, mole style that like, it's definitely a, like for, as a brewer, it's a nerve wracking thing. Like I don't want to, I don't want to put something out that's not what we say it is which is like my big thing like i don't know i'm sure i've said it on this podcast since i've now been on here for five times five times but like i want to every time we say it's something we want to make sure that it's it tastes like that right so there's always that fear that like when we're doing when we're doing something like this where we really don't have a lot of experience like i made death at rivertown so like i do have experience with pepper beers but i didn't write the recipe for death so i don't i don't I don't know what the math was when, when the ghost pepper addition decision was made. <laughs> I don't know if there was math. I think it was like I don't know how much to put. <laughs> it's it's hot. Death it's is hot. death is a great example of of how that that can shift and change though. Like you never really know what that bottle of death is going to taste like right. it, from from batch to batch and from just how long it's been sitting on a shelf. It right. sits for a little bit and it. It that, does change that pepper and the more of the the roasty earthiness comes out of the peppers as opposed to like the all encompassing heat that comes out of like your tasting off the fermenter, which is like something that's it can be hard. <laughs> it was hard to do once upon a time. It was death was death was a fun day because it's a different beer. It's unique. It's fun to do. Death was also hard because um, all the pepper oil vaporized and it would be it would your eyes would hurt you can't lean over you can't lean over and smell i mean the entire brewery just like hurt your eyeballs yeah i think i think justin cheney talked about that one day about how you could walk into work and when you walk in the door you know that death is being brewed because it just burns yep (laughs) yeah there's a couple beers that you know like regardless of like where you are like even at streets i mean i i assume it's everywhere but you know what's being brewed just by like walking outside and smelling the vent because you can smell like Goza's Berliners, very unique smell. Um, IPAs obviously just smell like tropical fruit, and then like stouts just t- smell like. I, at least for me, stouts smell like brownies, and then back at Rivertown, right. death smelled like <laughs> death. It hurt, 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 hurt your. It smelled like you're gonna have a painful, <laughs> a painful day. So I, I love the smell of beer. Being, I mean, I think anybody who's listening to this show or or anybody who's going to listen to this show probably loves the smell of beer being brewed. And uh, we were up in Columbus recently, and uh, our hotel was very close to where the Budweiser plant was. Oh, which yeah. you know, the, say what you want about Budweiser. They when do I, brew a lot of beer. When I walked out of my hotel, 
it smelled fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I I wish wish I could get that around here. Yeah. Swine City. Um, get get working on it. I don't know how much beer you have to make for me to be able to smell it from my house, but um, get on it. Um, so talking about Rivertown, I, you, I we don't really need to talk about Rivertown. I know that uh, you uh, you you did brew there for a while, but I want to I want to try one of their beers now that we're talking about okay. them. Um, I don't know. Talk about something for a second. Why jump up and grab a, grab a bottle? Talk about something. <laughs> okay. Well, should I? I don't know. Should I? Wow. I don't know what I should talk about. I'm. I mean, people can probably still hear me. Oh. Um. Have you tried the uh, salted caramel? Yet? I have not. That's what I'm getting. I'm I curious. I saw I saw you had a six pack and I thought I was like that was probably it. Um. Talk about something. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I hope everyone enjoys the lawn chair. I'm interested to hear how Urban's goes. Um. Everyone, feel free to let me know how it goes. We are trying. We are. Line chairs are ever evolving process at Streetside. We don't like I don't know who who all showed up for um, all in the family, but like all in the family was probably like our most basic. It was, it was we cold. A, yeah, we put we put heaters out and we hoped everyone didn't die. Um, it's I like line chairs. I like having everyone come out. Um, we try to provide food and comfort and all that, um, but it's. Um, yeah, it's. I think. Uh, I think the line shares can can be a new and interesting and ever evolving thing in Cincinnati. I think everyone can do better, and we can have fun, and we can do different things. And well, it's it's a new experience yeah. for a lot of people too. Yeah, I think it's um, a good way to introduce a lot of people in the community to each other. Well, um, and and to the whole spirit of what craft beer is about. Like, it's not. It's not just about the beer. It's you know the community itself is part of what makes craft beer fun it's about you know getting together and sharing bottles and right talking about you know experiences that you have with this and experiences mm-hmm. with that and, and a line share kind of enables you to jump in on that and and experience it mm-hmm. so salted caramel this is very salty caramel i would love to know the is it oh man is it brown is it what's the... i think it's a brown technically say ale with natural caramel flavor added oh okay i don't oh wait, wait, wait here we go um uh, this velvety rich flavored porter oh okay um it blends notes of salted caramel toffee and philanthropy this is a kearsarts now cherry thing so that's the philanthropy you can't actually taste that yeah that's that's the good feeling you get in your heart <laughs> it it <laughs> tastes exactly like mm-hmm. it should for salted caramel yeah was, Which is the perfect example of when you say you should something should taste like it. Make sure it make sure it gets there. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, very good. That's definitely a dessert beer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, you know, going from the mole milkman to that. It's not heavy though. Right, I agree. It's, it doesn't sit real. Like I could probably drink a couple of those. Yeah, the, I mean, I would have to be eating ice cream or something that would be really good with ice cream yeah <laughs> the i mean that's and that's kind of the beauty of doing the porter too it's you've got a little bit lighter beer to go with uh, right. interesting new flavor combination so let's 
jump topics again and go back to uh, to street side okay. um, since I was gonna say this is perfect for us to talk about what I texted you about earlier. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know um, if I actually gave you any details on it. I thought like, oh, let's um, do it. So so good for segues. <laughs> you guys are collaborating with somebody. We are. Oh shit! I just that, that one made noise. I know. Yeah. I did. Sorry, everyone. Um. Yeah. So. I actually got permission to talk about this too. So I know I'm okay. <laughs> well, that's uh, no fun. It's more fun when you don't right. get permission. Uh, so we, Luke and I street side are going up to Cleveland on next week. Um, next week being the 18th, 19th <laughs> of December. I gotta get, keep giving <laughs> dates. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're going up and we're going to be collaborating with platform on a, uh, almond joy stout. Ooh. Uh, and it's going to be canned and it's going to be distributed all throughout the state, I assume, but also down here, it's going to be like, the goal is to kind of spread, um, get some platform awareness down here for anyone who's not aware of them. They are literally, they're everywhere. Like you can go and see them everywhere, but they are doing things down here, which I don't know the technical details of. So I'm not going to like, so they, I know that they're opening a warehouse and they have, and, and they've kind of talked about it a little yeah. bit, I think. Right now, they have a brewing license yep. in Cincinnati yep. that enables them to distribute by themselves yep. instead of having to go through a distributor if they right. want to. It, it just makes it makes it easier. Yeah, it's um, so annoying. So it's the worst. Yes, That's technically, terrible. they can make beer in Cincinnati if they wanted to. Yeah. They are not yet. Yes. They right. have teased the idea of doing a brew pub not in the same spot though. Like yes. they're talking OTR instead of well, that's considered. I don't, I don't remember where. But, I, uh, but they are here. Yep. Um, and uh, I think they're wanting to make their presence known here in Cincinnati. Yeah. And I guess. Yep. You guys are definitely part of that now. Yep. So we they've done they've done a collaboration with Fifty West. They did for their th- th- uh, yes a it was year a anniversary. S- I don't want to say three or it maybe was a three. I think. So they did. They did a bunch of collaborations. They do. They do a lot of collaborations in general. So the saison with Fifty West. Yeah, is they did right? saison with Fifty West, and then um, they did something with Burial, and they did something with a couple other places. But um, they just recently did a rye barley wine with Wolf's Ridge. Mm. Um, so yeah. So this is, I guess, part of part so of what they're doing is. Let's let's jump to kind of platform themselves so yeah. let's, let's talk about i don't know how much of their history you know so they started 2000 it's okay i've got notes okay. <laughs> they started 2014 in cleveland yep. in kind of across the street one of the owners was a, a homebrew shop mm-hmm. owner and he had this idea of a, you know very similar to kind of how listerman started and paradise were yeah small system um growing off of that Oh, it's my wife upstairs. I'm guessing. Where's that? I hope. It's so scary. The, the dog didn't hear, but she's going to bark in a second. I'm sure. So they started there, went across the street, yeah. and put in a small brew system. I think yeah, it was yeah. like a three and a half barrel, yeah. something like that, designed to help home brewers, help starting brewers, kind of figure it all out. Right. From there, they um, just kept expanding. Yeah. They they moved into. Um, Columbus after that. So 2016, yeah. they moved to Columbus and put in a brew pub. Yep. About the same time, they put in a big production facility. Yeah, 60 in, Barrel. Um, in Cleveland, 60 yep. Barrel. Sorry. The timing. Everyone, I don't know. I don't know how it cares about that. But well, it's, I, you know, it's, it's, it's very it's, large. But, but, but also to understand kind of how fast they've grown, 
where the core idea started from yeah. of of a homebrew it, shop it's too. almost a collaborative yeah. idea from the beginning yeah um the reason they expanded so quickly or the reason they got popular enough to be able to was new albion new albion tapped them to uh, do that new albion oh, ale yeah, one day yeah. okay. and well, and it was really good. So I actually don't know. I when they approached us about doing a collaboration, I didn't actually ask like why they were coming to us. I was just like, yeah, cool, let's do this thing. Like, <laughs> it sounds great. Like, is that just, like a? Is are you afraid that they'll second guess it? Or no, I was just more. It was just like I, uh, I just like was so overwhelmed that's a, a brewery their size and like that ha- that has done collaborations with everybody wanted to come to somebody that was we were. It was like right after the year anniversary. So we were 13 months old. I was like, oh my God, why are you guys like, how do you guys know of us? Still don't know that answer. I haven't asked that question yet, but I will. Um, but um, they had the, they have the same system as us. I don't know. Or they bought their equipment from the same place as us. Right. So I don't know if that there's some kind of connection there, what the deal was. But yeah, they, I remember when we were, when we were installing our equipment, um, the Portland Kettleworks guys were going up to Cleveland to talk to them or talk to platform or something. Mm -hmm. They were just talking to us about platform. And I hadn't, I, at that point either I had just barely heard of them just because of like family being up in that area or something. I don't know what it was, but I just, it was, it's crazy to see how big they've grown. It's very impressive. I mean, it's a, it's, well, it's, and it's, I'm not even fast. just saying that. And I'm not even just saying that because we're collaborating with them in in less than a week. I'm saying it because like it's a very it's it's a huge accomplishment to they, grow from where they they did. went from in 2014 they made 97 barrels to 2016 they were doing close to 10,000. Right, like it's, well, it's, and, it's it's a big jump. Well, and for so the release of the almond joy stout that we're doing will be bigger than all. It's more cans more cases than we did last year, <laughs> which crazy. we only did three releases, but that's still but, like, even add on, even add on like three more, like half of this year, we, they will, we will do more like the same amount. And that took us a year and a half and it's going to take them <laughs> one. Brood. Right. So that's like, just for everyone's like, kind of like curious as to how big it is. It's a year and a half of our production, our, our, um, canning production and it's one day for them and that's what they do all the time so they they just expanded i think into the the, kind of the northeast you know Mm -hmm. i don't know new york connecticut kind of that area up there i mean they just they're they're expanding real fast and and not looking back and from from what i can tell it's it's dead on what it should be it's Mm -hmm. it's good beer a nice variety of different kinds of beers i've seen some really fun stuff come out of them yeah um exciting stuff yeah oh and they're coming down here in january to do a um breakfast pastry stout so we don't really know like what pastry we're going after i think pancake ish pancakes are not a pastry well i mean it's a cake it has cake in the name i'm not sure what you want from us <laughs> call the pancake stout that I don't it's care. a pancake stout. okay so like what we already made a donut beer like i didn't know like i don't know how much more pastry you can get <laughs> that that beer is very pastry beer that is Rope. one of the sweetest I know, beers I saw i've ever had on tap that's pretty disappointing uh, it was good but man it was sweet, it is sweet. I agree. <laughs> it's a uh, um, diabetes no, waiting to happen. It's it a beatus bomb. <laughs> it, it's um, delicious though. But yeah, the I don't know. Okay, I guess if we're not going, it's a 
it's a maple syrup and pancake and I guess cinnamon bun. I think the original idea was cinnamon bun, and I really wanted to add maple syrup, so we're going to add some maple syrup. You can put maple syrup on a cinnamon roll. Yeah, I guess. That's a, that's a <laughs> lot of sugar, but you can well, do it if you want to, I if mean, you really, really want to. You can put maple syrup on anything, really. Yeah, you can, you can do whatever you put your mind to. <laughs> that's, that is true. But, so, I mean, that's... Yeah. I was going to say, is there anything else? I was, <coughs> that was like my... That was like my talking point for today that I really wanted to get across the platform thing because I was super excited about it. It is exciting. It it has the ability to not just elevate what you guys are doing here and put you in front of a lot more people. It's yeah. going to put you in front of a lot more people from other places that may not have, have heard about you guys. You yeah. know, here in, here in Ohio even, people that yeah. are within driving distance that right. can come down here. It's ex- I mean, it's exciting. I know... They they approached us because their goal was to get to introduce themselves to the Cincinnati marketplace a little bit more and get with a get with a brewery. But I mean, for us, we're excited because it's it's a huge package presence in all over the state, right. as opposed to like what we currently do, where like we see well, and because and of because th- of Untapped, sorry. Because yeah. of Untapped, we see like where our beer goes, and it's like always cool when you're like, "Oh shit, that place! That's that dude just cracked open Sun Hawaii," and you're like, "Oh shit, right. how'd that happen? Somebody traded it!" Like that's very cool, but it's not like it's not somebody going and picking it up. Exactly, the shelf. exactly. And platform, from what I've seen so far, when they do the collaborations, you look at the can; it's definitely a platform can, mm-hmm. but the logo of that collaborating brewery is, is still there. front and center. It, yeah, they don't and they don't hide behind. The, the collaboration which some places right. do you yeah. know and yeah when subsequent batches just leave off the other brewery right. which they're not one of those places when the the one that sorry oh you're fine i'm i'm sorry i'm texting i gotta pick up the dog at some point <laughs> yeah sorry i'm i'm talking to my fiance about picking up the the dog from daycare um <laughs> The yeah, so they they all they always do very prominent. Like if you look at the Wolf's Ridge rye barley wine, um, they Wolf's Ridge is right on the front, and it's it's very I mean it's very present. So right, and I appreciate that. That's I haven't seen the can design. We haven't really talked about it yet because there's some time, um, but I assume that they're probably working on it a little bit, and we'll see it. I mean, it, most of their stuff doesn't drift very far design-wise from, yeah, from, from yeah. what they are. They're they're one of those, think think Rheingeist right. versus, um, versus Urban. You know, right. well, I guess Urban's not even a good example. There, nah, I mean, uh, Rheingeist like, versus Listerman. Listerman, right. especially now, varies very yeah. far on their their can designs, whereas Rheingeist does not right. at all. Right, right. It's different color stripes for sure. Um, I know a lot of, well, that's a whole nother, <laughs> we can get a whole conversation there, but, um, we're running out of time, so we won't. Um, so, I mean, 2018 is going to be a big year for you guys. Yeah. I I mean, got some stuff. I don't, I hate doing this. We've got some stuff that we can't talk about yet. That's fine. Um, but keep an eye out. Um, uh, we've got some really exciting stuff for the beginning of this year. Um, February ish. Um, and it's not going to be in Cincinnati. It's going to be in Columbus. So that's about as much as I'm going to say, but it's, uh, we've got some cool stuff going on. 
um, bottles. Wait, Budweiser is in Columbus. Yeah, we're oh, selling out. Starting the I'm rumor. Just, no, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I'll, I'll confirm it. We're selling out to Budweiser. AB and Bev. You, you know where Every, I'm at. Everybody <laughs> wanted to know who that first one was. Yeah. It's street side. You heard it here first. You really want that 15 barrel system with four fermenters? Um, lots of when, five, 500 barrels really when, gets it going. When does that expand? When Do we when? have another? We have an, actually. That's another thing. We've got another fermenter coming. Um, so that's it's a big brewery space looking over that ledge and seeing you right. guys it is tucked weird. away in the corner yeah, there. It is kind of weird that we only have four from ours. But like we, some of that is just like it's been, we haven't needed to grow the from our space. We've right. done we've done what we've needed to do with the space that we had. We've only been like truly and really like bugged once or twice. Right. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. That just made just made this uh, just made this podcast I mean, not safe for work. It's, but like it's we, a beer podcast. There's yeah, not kids listening. Right, that's true. We got worked. We got worked like right around the year anniversary. We were just like completely overwhelmed with Vermeer's base. A lot of it was my, our. It was my fault. Um, that not, was not our own fault. It was my fault. 100%. That's why the other side of the brew was just filled with buckets with uh, airlocks stuck in the top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just we we're just brewing five gallon batches. Um, no, but if this will this will free us up to do larger batches of like not the core beers, but the beers that we tend to have on more often right. return the Mac tea bags, alpha, those beers will be in that 30 It's a 30 barrel that we can expand to a 45. We kind of like custom designed it a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I know I'm just getting things. Um, oh, I couldn't even hear it. Uh, it's, um, uh, yeah, got a fermenter coming. We got some, we got two sour projects that should be, Hopefully one is good to go. Hopefully the other, the other one definitely is tasting great and we'll be able to bottle it up here shortly. We've got some clean barrels going. I love a lot of things coming to fruition um, short and in a very short period of time. So so kind of taking a step back and looking at I me, mean, we're right at the end of the show, but this is probably not a conversation we should bring. But so taking can, a step back, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot of breweries in Cincinnati and a lot of different types of breweries. And I just, I keep seeing these two very specific groups being opened. You've got places who are making great to mediocre beer and um, we're not naming names with anybody, but great to mediocre beer that will get people in their doors and they're going to do great, but they're just missing this other little thing, be it marketing, be it branding, be it just that other thing that just kind of pushes them over that hump. And then you've got places who seem to have everything together. And I, I put you guys in that category, you know, Brink has done a fantastic job mm-hmm. of of just making it feel like it's a brewery that's been around forever. Um, how how do you how do you do that? How do you how do you tie all those things together? Is it just you know proper planning prevents but piss poor performance? Isn't that what it's, they say? But some of it is just like I don't know. I is it like a constant kind of going back and kind of poking at things and saying, Hey, we're, we're, we're missing this. And I guess some of it is just like never, this is, I know everybody says this, but like we really do try to like improve every time we brew something, we're like, we taste it and we're like, Oh shit. Like, is this like, did we do, did we do the best we could on this beer? Like when we brewed it, 
And that's, I know everybody always says that. And like, I don't know if it's true hundred percent of the time for everyone. It's not, and it's not always hundred percent of true for us, but like there's the more like in particular for sours, like we, we, we went from using just like the most basic, um, base malt that you could get to, to using all Ohio malt from house malt up in Cleveland, because we thought we're adding a little bit more of this flavor that you can only get here that you can, that, that right. whatever, uh, Almanac right. in California or whoever, uh, wherever, whoever, wherever can't get that flavor because it's Ohio and it's Ohio malted and all that. And it, it's two guys doing it. And, um, that's like, that's one of those things. Like we try to, the tweaking of the tweaking of small things, I think makes a big difference for, the larger things that you're tasting. Well, how does that transfer over into kind of the the other side of things, though? The, the tap room side, the, the, the tap room side, the, I mean, some of it is just the like, online side, right. you know, all mean, of that stuff. That for us, it's a lot of it is just like it's tweaking. It's tweaking. It's small tweaks to make a big difference. Um, we by noticing things quickly and and tweaking those things like under under the radar we don't end up eventually with bigger issues. And that's, that's kind of like how I think that's how we're, how we've done a nice job of not having any catastrophic issues. I think right. that's how like ball releases gone. Can't ball can releases have gone well. The year anniversary went well. Like we, I think we've done nice jobs on our big stuff because we really like take time and think and like, we're, I mean, we're not getting crushed with in We're not getting inundated with 20,000 people, but we're, trying to make it the best experience for anywhere from one person to however many right. people. And like, it doesn't always work perfectly, but we'd also like, we take that into account the next time we do it. So, well, I think so far you guys have, have nailed it. And I, yeah, uh, I'm excited to see Thank you, sir. where it goes. Thank you very much for taking some time out no and uh, sitting with me, driving to the other side of the universe yeah, to, uh, to do Not the show now maybe you'll have some sympathy for what i go I through know, every right. time i have to go anywhere um except swine city when they open right. where, where are you guys at with them um <laughs> i uh i tease them whenever i get the chance <laughs> um so anybody who's listening tonight hopefully um hashtag blessed tomorrow at street side what time is it being tapped five five p.m five, five, five p.m be there um, get it and, uh, keep your eyes open for a, uh, a can release in the near future. Um, anybody who's also listening tonight, urban artifact this weekend, bottle release, get the, uh, pteranodon. It's amazing. Yeah. Go get it. Um, anybody else just, I don't know, be gnarly, drink local beer. There you go. It's what we do. That's, I don't know. That's what makes the show what it is. So we will be back next week and next week i think it'll be 2018 <laughs> the very beginning of 2018 i don't know what the topic is because that's too far in the future for the show so uh stay tuned social media since you progressed everywhere <laughs>